0: Thank you. A uh, couple of things I want to start with. Uh, this is only the second time uh, in my life that I've gone out in public with my hearing aids. Uh, most of the time, I like what I don't hear. <laughs> my, uh, my daughter. Uh, I, I was had the good fortune of being a single parent with a, a young lady. She was twelve when we started. And uh she's twelve and we and I'm I've been around the block and I sit at the table and, and breakfast is the first time we're together alone and I ask myself, what do you talk to a twelve-year-old girl about? I says to her, "You know, are you' sure you want to do this?" I says, "You're 12 now, and when you get 13 and 14, the world's going to change. There are going to be things happening to you that you have no idea about. I will not be able to help you, because I do not know anything about little girls. I can make you two promises. One. I will love you until I die. You're my daughter, and I'll love you. And second, you'll be, when you leave here, you'll be better able to take care of yourself than any man you'll ever meet anywhere, anytime, and any place. And folks have said, well, you wanted the same thing for your daughter, you wanted for your sons. Is that correct? I said, no, that's not correct. I want the same things for my daughter, that I wanted for myself. Uh, and uh, she was a four point student in high school, uh, went to Georgetown undergraduate, and then went to Harvard Law School. And uh, she goes up and gets her diploma from the law school, and comes back and sits down next to me and tells me, Dad, now, I'm certified to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets to the hearing aids. She decided I wasn't hearing well enough. So she said, I want you to get hearing aids. I said, I don't want to get hearing aids. She says, well, they don't look so bad nowadays. They're high tech. And they're Bluetooth and they're all that. <laughs> So I says, uh, I don't wanna do that. So being the Harvard law graduate, she devised a plan. She would go and take the hearing test and then come to me and say, well, see, it was not intrusive. It was very mild and no nothing to do it. And uh, so you should be relaxed and take it. So she went and took the uh, hearing test, then she came home and told me the results. And what the doctor told her was, Karen, you do not have a hearing problem, but you do have a listening problem. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, I wanted uh, all you kids here in this academy uh, I just want to tell you a couple things. You're now at the crossroads, A, a door is opening, and this is just the beginning. Each of you and each of us, we're all one of a kind. All of us are unique in the universe. What we do with that uniqueness is going to determine our humanity. Now, I, I would expect that in light of the fact that you are here, that someone has encouraged you to go forward, and I want you to remember that each of you here is a result of a team effort. Your folks, your teachers, your counselors, your friends, your role models, your mentors, have all conspired to get you here. And uh, I'll tell you the same thing I tell my daughter. The only chance you have to be happy or content or at peace depends on how much control you have over your life. How much control you have over the decisions you make. Well, I I, can tell you this, that if you can do one thing in your adult life based on your religious or philosophical outlook, if you have made the world a better place than the world you came into, then you will have a chance to be content. So what I'm saying to you is that with all of this opportunity you have comes a responsibility, first to yourself. because. You cannot be respectful or kind to other folks unless you're respectful and kind to yourself, because other than that, you have no frame of reference. And the one thing that's most important in all of these things, you must search and find a way to have fun. Because uh, if you're having fun, you do a much better job. You do whatever you're doing, you do it better if you're having fun. Now, um, uh, truthfully, I'm always embarrassed uh, when I'm introduced and they tell you all these things about what I did. Forget the fact that I wrote it. But uh, I enjoyed a, uh, it was a really, uh, my life has almost been like sitting on the banks of a river and watching the world go by. Because I was so fortunate that the first thing that I can remember was that my mother and father loved me. and that gave me a certain uh, confidence. And the one thing that my folks told me, among all things, do not be afraid. Every obstacle or speed bump, or whatever you want to call it, that you encounter All it does is present another opportunity. You see, when you come into a situation, it's there. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not right. It's not wrong. It is. Now, what makes it right or wrong, good or bad, is your take on it. But the next part of the equation is, what are you going to do about it? And after you decide what you're going to do about it, the last part of the equation is, what's next? Now, all of you are starting a new phase of your life. But remember, it is only a beginning. None of us are given a date when we'll end this. But while we're between birth, life, and death, what you do in between is what will determine your humanity. Now I come uh, from a place uh, that a great many folks do not find important, and there were a lot of times when I questioned how important it was. I never forget. I was coaching. I was a player coach, and we were in a very close ball game, and last quarter, and we getting ready to make the last couple plays of the game. And I get in the huddle. I said, "Okay, we're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. We got him now." And the guys are all ready, and I started laughing. What? What are you laughing about? This, this, time of the game. What are you laughing? I said, "I feel silly." <laughs> I'm thirty-five years old, standing here half naked in front of <laughs> in front of fifteen thousand people, talking about killing somebody about a game. Now, oh, we did win that game. Uh, (laughs) But uh, one of the things you always have to do is, no matter how tense the situation is, there's a way to find humor in it. And to find humor in all situations, it's very difficult, but I tell you, it's worth doing. Now, I only have a couple more minutes. Uh, uh, if any of you have a, a question or two to ask, I'll be glad to answer it. Good. <laughs> no, I, uh uh I was a very good athlete. Uh, but what I was, or that I was a good athlete, a great athlete, that learned how to play a particular game. And I say that to say to you, try to decide and look at yourself realistically and honestly and ask yourself, what do I do and what can I do with what I have? and then take that from a job to a career. Like my father told me when I was four years old, he said, uh, you know, I kind of like you, but and I don't know what you're gonna do when you grow up, but this is what i want to tell you to do when you grow up. Say you decide to be a ditch digger. Now I was in uh, Louisiana, I was born in Louisiana. Says you decide to be a ditch digger. Most people don't think of that as a noble profession. Quite accurately. But if you decide to be a ditch digger in this small town of Louisiana, I want people in Miami, New York, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, to all say, "There's this guy in Louisiana digging ditches." You have got to go down and see these ditches he's digging. (laughs) Because if you take a job, and that's part of the American psyche is taking a job. If you take a job and they pay you $5 a day, he said give them $7 a day worth of work. And there are two reasons for that. One, if he's paying you five and you're giving him seven, you're more valuable to him than he is to you. And second, if you are being paid five and you're giving him seven, you can look any man in the eye and tell him to go straight to hell. Because you have acted in a way that commands respect. And it starts with self respect. And I want as a favour to me, which all of you to do is to search within yourself and find out what do you consider respect. And how do you want to be respected? There's no one size that fits all. But if you know how to respect yourself, you'll be surprised how easy to find out how to respect others. Thank you.